Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Friday, January 8th. Today on the show, we've got some more drama in Knoxville surrounding Jeremy Pruitt. I will try to explain what I think will happen in Nissan Stadium on Sunday, but we begin today by asking all of our Titans experts about what they think will happen in the Titans-Ravens playoff game. The 440 is constructed every single day by the Kingston Group. The Kingston Group is a Nashville-based custom home and luxury remodeling firm. Look, I'm not telling you to go out and remodel your entire kitchen or master suite right now. What I'm saying is, when you are ready to do that, there is only one place to go, and that's buildkg.com, the Kingston Group character and craftsmanship. I will give you what I think will happen on Sunday between Tennessee and Baltimore in just a minute, but let's hear what our experts have to say first. We begin this predictions roundtable with Teron Davenport of ESPN. Uh, you know, I'm actually going with the Titans in this game. I think they beat the Ravens for a third time. I'm going somewhere in the likelihood of, of 30 to, to 24, uh, actually a repeat of, of what happened on week 10. Here's Jonathan Hutton of the Midday 180 on 104.5 The Zone. If Steven Goskowski is playing in this game, I, I feel like the Titans have a, a solid fourth quarter win. Um, and I say that because uh, we, we saw <laughs> they needed all 250 of Derrick Henry's yards last week in Houston. That, look, the, the Titans offense has to show up and, and be as consistent as they've been in the red zone. No, no team since 1995 has been as consistent in back-to-back -back years in the red zone as the Titans have been last year and this year. Titans offense is top five this year since 95 in red zone efficiency. Last year's offense is also top five since 95. They have to score touchdowns. And defensively, Braden, they've got, to, they've got to hold Baltimore to three field goals on long drives like they did in Baltimore earlier this year in order to stay within the realm of what their game plan is, which is Derrick Henry. Henry is on a tear. I would not bet against him. And we've seen what they've done with Lamar Jackson in this run game. They have contained him well. I would take the Titans in a tight game. I think it's going to be a classic, the best game of the weekend. Let's hear what Mike Herndon of Football and Other F-Words podcast from Broadway Sports Media has to say about Sunday. I think it's going to be a very different matchup from the last time these two teams played in the regular season. Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell are going to make it tough for Derrick Henry to get going against this Ravens defense. But I, I think there is an opportunity for a big Ryan Tannehill game. The, the Ravens tend to sell out to stop Henry in these matchups. And, and I think there's a chance that the Tannehill gets them going through the air in this game. Uh, they're going to need to because the Titans defense, while it matches up better against the Ravens offense than most teams, it, it's still struggling. And I still think you're going to need 30 points to win. But I'm going to go ahead and say 30 to 27 Titans in, in a close one, another classic Titans-Ravens uh, playoff matchup. And of course, last and very much least of all, Buck Reesing or Riesling from A to Z Sports. But there's no bigger waste of air, waste of breath, waste of mental capacity than picking games, especially based off of last year's results. People don't understand how this shit works. Uh, there's that cheery demeanor that I expect when I talk to Buck. Uh, no, appreciate Buck. And of course, check out our entire conversation with him from A to Z Sports on Lame Stream Sports this weekend out today as we talk about Twitter, social media, and how it's affected sports content. Now, let's get to what I think will happen in the Titans and Ravens playoff game on Sunday. Well, if you take all of the expert analysis from all those smart football people, it's safe to assume a few things about this weekend's playoff game. Number one, the Titans' defense is garbage, but should be able to hold the Ravens' rushing attack in relative check while holding on for dear life on the back end in the passing game. 
basically they're going to dare Lamar Jackson to be accurate down the field. The Ravens' defensive line is very different than the last time these two met back in November when, of course, Derrick Henry rushed for 133 yards on 28 carries. The Titans' offensive line, which will be without backup guard Nate Brewer due to COVID, is even more dependent now on the banged-up Roger Saffold and Ben Jones. If the rushing attack does work with Henry, which it's hard to bet against, the Titans' passing game is going to be dependent on their playmakers, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and Jonu Smith, winning one-on-one matchups with very talented but beatable Ravens defensive backs. The fact that all four road teams have won in all four of these playoff meetings between these two teams is interesting, but only impacts the game in two very subtle ways, in my opinion. One, the Ravens should be pissed off for greatness due to last year's loss and this season's loss. But two, it should, underline and capitalize should here, keep the Titans from one of their patented lackluster starts, as if that should be a thing in the NFL postseason. However, those feel like they cancel each other out to some degree. So as long as both teams come out of the locker room fired up, and they should be, then I think we're going to have a really good football game. Ryan Tannehill and the Titans have been clutch all year, winning seven of their nine one-score games, and have actually used two different kickers to do it. Generally, close games over time are a 50-50 proposition. As long as the offense is on the field in the final moments, the Titans have a great chance to win the game. However, if the Titans' defense is being asked to get a critical late stop in a situation where we all know that Jackson has to throw the football, I'd be seriously concerned. Call it regressing to the mean in close games, call it weird history and bad feels, call it living too dangerously, too close to the edge, for too long, too many times. Call it whatever you want. But my concern is that this Titans team has asked too much of the offense and special teams in too many big moments to expect them to keep doing it every single week when the stakes get raised and the competition gets tougher in the playoffs. I will take Tennessee plus the three and a half at home, but that's as far as I'm going. If you were looking for clarity in Knoxville on the future of Jeremy Pruitt, you are going to be waiting a little while longer. Or maybe not. Who knows at this point? Normally, around this time of year, with a coach on the hot seat, you'd get an announcement or formal statement of some kind letting everyone know that so-and-so head coach is returning next year. But with an ongoing investigation into recruiting violations and a very obvious power struggle underway, there has been no such announcement. And on Thursday, fans might have gotten the opposite of a vote of confidence when Mark Schlebaugh of ESPN reported that Tennessee officials, quote, have not extended the contracts of assistant football coaches and have paused hiring coaches for vacancies as the volunteers continue to investigate whether recruiting violations occurred within the program, end quote. After hiring high-profile lawyers to assist in the internal investigation, to me an indication that they are trying to figure out a way to fire Pruitt with cause, Tennessee essentially shut down the football program from conducting any business yesterday. This coming on top of eight different players entering the transfer portal in just the last month. The writing is on the wall, and likely all over legal documents as well, as Tennessee can save themselves almost $13 million in buyout money if they can legally fire Pruitt with cause. There's, of course, millions more in assistant salaries that could hang in the balance as well. There are still so many questions and very few answers. Who is in charge? Is Philip Fulmer going to make the final decision? Would Fulmer be retained and allowed to make a subsequent hire if Pruitt was to be fired? Who could be an AD candidate and would they be given proper authority? And ultimately, who has the final say on who the head coach at Tennessee should be? And that last one is where Vols fans need a harsh wake-up call. We have tried multiple athletic directors, multiple chancellors, multiple coaches, and multiple search firms, and none of it's worked because the inmates have been running the asylum for too long. 
reactionary, immature nonsense has corroded the normal procedures of a once-proud institution and allowed for the feral dogs to make all of the important decisions. Somebody, anybody, needs to step into a position of power, act like a freaking adult, and take control. And if that means throwing them some red meat in the form of Jeremy Pruitt's lifeless carcass, then fine. Fire Fulmer, too, while you're at it. Neither of them was remotely qualified to begin with. But if you are going to do that, do it with an organized plan of attack. Because the longer this bullshit plays out, the worse everyone up in Knoxville looks, and the tougher it will be to attract a quality candidate for either the AD or head coaching role, especially this late in the hiring process. Unfortunately, what we are ultimately asking for here is for these ravenous, childish boosters to get the hell out of the way And instead of hiring and firing people based on Twitter, maybe we try letting a professional make a professional decision. And that simply might be asking too much. The 440 is built every morning for you by the Kingston Group. I could tell you all about their areas of expertise or the killer design team they've got or all their meticulous processes. Or you could just go to the website, buildkg.com, check out their work and let the scoreboard do the talking the kingston group nashville's locally owned custom home and luxury renovation firm thank you guys all for listening per usual my name is Braden gall you can follow me on twitter at Braden gall please share the show with just one person that's all i ask have a great weekend have a cocktail enjoy some football go titans this has been the 440 for friday january 8th the 440 is a production of 440 media written and produced by Braden gall music by william tyler